0: Well, I was talking to an atheist recently, and of course he expressed his disbelief in God and uh, disbelief in Jesus as well. And I said to him, him, if Jesus were to actually come to you and you saw him, would you believe? And you know what he said? No. So like, even if Jesus showed himself to him, would he believe? What I love about St. Thomas, so we often know of St. Thomas the doubter, But he he comes to make the greatest profession of faith when he sees Jesus and says, My Lord and my God. So Thomas is a little demanding in this scripture passage. He misses out on the first time that Jesus appears to the disciples because he wasn't there. And so the disciples had seen Jesus and they were telling Thomas about it and he got kind of obstinate and and he said, Unless I see him and put my hand into his side, and my fingers into his wound, I will not believe. Now this is the amazing part about Jesus, right? So Thomas is demanding, and Jesus, instead of saying, well, forget about him, if he's going to be demanding all that, I'm not going to to do anything for him, Jesus allows and actually invites Thomas to do what he needs to do to believe. And so he comes through the doors into their midst, and he goes up to Thomas and he says to Thomas, Thomas, take your hand and put it into my side. Take your fingers and put it into my hands, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. And so Thomas does this. He takes his hand, puts it into his side, his fingers into his wounds. He sees Jesus. He touches him, he puts his hands into him, and he sees and believes and makes that profession, my Lord and my God. What I think is really gracious about this is that Jesus is willing to do what Thomas needs in order to believe. So Jesus is willing to kind of acquiesce to Thomas. Thomas is demanding and he's begging, and Jesus says, okay, if this is what you need to believe, I'm going to do it. I want you to think about yourself, too. What would it take for you to truly believe in Jesus? Knowing that he's willing to do it for you. He will do anything that it takes for you to believe in him. Today we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday, and you see this image of Jesus, which is uh, the image that uh, Faustina saw. So Faustina was discerning whether to or not to go into the religious life, to become a nun. And her parents were discouraging, or her. her parents did not want her to do it, her parents wanted her to get married and have a family, and they pretty much demanded that she put it out of her mind. And so one evening she was actually at a dance, at a, like a reception, and as she's dancing all of a sudden she stops, and she sees Jesus. And Jesus opens his hands to her, and she sees him as the, the crucified Lord. So he's got the, crown of, the thorn, crown of thorns, he's bleeding, his wounds are there. And he says to Faustina, how long must I wait for you? So he's saying to her, how long must I wait for you to, to, to do my will to enter into the, to the, to the convent? And at that moment, she then knows with all of her heart that this is what she must do. So for St. Faustina to enter into the convent, it took Jesus appearing to her and saying, how long must I wait? Once she entered the convent, she would have many times where Jesus would appear to her. And this was the most memorable time he appeared to her, so much so that he asked that she had commissioned a painting to be made of this so that people would know of his love and mercy. You can see in the image of the painting, Jesus' hand is extended like this. And this is the same gesture, the same motion that we see whenever a priest blesses his people. He holds up his hands like this, either to bless them at the end of Mass or to absolve them of their sins at the end of confession. And then we see also with his left hand, he's holding his hand to his heart. And we see pouring forth from his heart the images of blood and water, that he wants to shower his people with grace. And so he asked Faustina to paint this, to have this image of him painted. Now the funny thing is, she worked with this artist for six months, this painter, and every time he would paint something, she would walk up to him and she'd say, no, it's not beautiful enough that it's not him, and and you would kind of have to go back to the drawing boards. So much so that after six months, she cried because he couldn't express the beauty of what she saw with Jesus. And Jesus finally said to her, it's close enough. Like, use this image of me as long as people can see me. um, It's it's the devotion to the divine mercy image that will inspire them. When I was in the seminary, I made my first eight-day retreat, and at the end of the retreat, the whole retreat, I was praying for the grace to know God the Father's love. And my spiritual director... Father Bob, while she was a Jesuit in our diocese, he used to be the president of St. Ignatius, but a holy man, and he also had this real personal relationship with God, where he, with Jesus, where he could see him and talk to him. And he would, out loud, talk to Jesus in front of me, like Jesus were sitting in the chair next to him, and he would have full-on conversations with him, and I would think, like, how can you do, how, how, how do you just talk to Jesus and have him respond to you? And he said, it'll happen for you. And the the grace that he asked me to pray for was to know God the Father, to know God the Father's love. And so during this retreat, I prayed every day, and I was trying to have that same grace, that same miracle, to talk to Jesus and to hear him tell me what God the Father was like. And day one went by and I heard nothing and I saw nothing. Day two went by and I heard nothing and I saw nothing. Day three went by and I started to get panicked. Like, I need to, Jesus, you gotta do something for me. And on day four, something pretty amazing happened. I was driving my pickup truck and I thought, all right, if this priest who's so holy and so down to earth can talk to Jesus and have a conversation with him, I'm gonna try. And so I imagined that Jesus was next to me in my pickup truck. And I remember this. It was the the first time that I actually experienced this. I said to Jesus, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to talk out loud. And I'm just going to hope that you might respond. And the question that uh, the priest had asked me to pray with is to ask Jesus what his father was like. And so I finally said, I'm going to do it. And so I turned around and I didn't see anything there and I said to Jesus, what's the father like? And I remember turning my head and driving and then I I turned back and I I saw Jesus and I saw his face and especially I saw his eyes. When I said, what's the father like? His eyes lit up, his face was beaming and he looked at me like, Michael, I've been waiting all your life for you to ask me this question, it's the whole reason I came into the world, to tell you what the Father was like. And he began to speak, and he said to me, The Father is so gentle with you. The Father is so kind. The Father is so merciful. He went on and on and on, giving me all these uh, descriptions of what the Father was like. And after that conversation with Jesus, I, I felt such a, a, such a joy and a peace and a, a hope and a wonder that I now knew that God the Father was not like this demanding judge. He was not this person waiting for me to mess up so that he could uh, uh, punish me. But God the Father was love and mercy. And when I got back from my truck, I went back to where I was and I made a holy hour, and a little light bulb went off in my head that Jesus was speaking to me the words of Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Only he was saying who love is, God the Father. God the Father is patient. God the Father is kind. God the Father believes in me. God the Father hopes in me. God the Father endures with me. God the Father and his love will never fail me. And so many of you know I have a great devotion to the prodigal father, to God our Father. But that is the message of divine mercy. Jesus wanted Faustina to tell the whole world of God's mercy. So God is willing to do anything that he can for you to reveal himself to you to let him know to you of his love and his mercy. And just as St. Thomas needed to touch his wounds and put his hands in his side, and just as Faustina needed him to appear to him, and just as I needed Jesus to tell me who the Father is like, he's willing to do whatever it is that you need. So the same thing can be said to you. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. So I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to think about that. What do you need in your life to truly believe in God? What do you need Jesus to do for you so that you can really believe in Him and no longer be unbelieving, but believe? What do you need to experience from God your Father? what could you ask of the Holy Spirit? Because God is willing to stoop down to our level. Just as he was was willing to become a child, a, a newborn baby, so that we would never fear him, just as he's willing to come to us in the Eucharist, in the form of bread and wine, his body and blood, soul and divinity, he's willing to do whatever it takes for you to believe. And so on this Divine Mercy Sunday, I invite you now to ask him for that miracle of belief.